What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to Mrs. Cardiology. Um, heart tips, not tricks. This is the show where Mrs. Cardiology, wife of Dr. Santosh Pandit, and an expert in, in caregiving all on her own, uh, and practice manager of Dr. Santosh Pandit in North Hills, gives you all the information she has mustered over the years through being a caregiver and also through her own research and interest in healthy alternatives and preventive health. Um, so well, here she is today uh, to give you the benefit of all of her knowledge and fireside chats with her husband, Mrs. Cardiology herself, Sunita Pandit. Hey, good morning, Joanne. How are you? Hey, I am super fantastic, blessed and highly favored, and in great health, thanks to you and, and, and your husband. Well, and, we're part and, of and, your and, 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 and God's a great healer. Yes, we're part of the big team. Absolutely. Absolutely. My dream team. Here. And I'm glad we and I'm glad you're we're here to help you out. Thank you. Don't mind okay. me. I have to sip on my tea here. Okay, well, I didn't get it yet this morning. I'm, I'm, I got water. <laughs> I took the water and all that, and then I grabbed a banana. And guess what I made yesterday? What you made yesterday? Indian junk food. Indian? Oh, Judah. Yes. Oh my goodness! I'm coming over to get some. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I keep on thinking that. Play on For that those part. who are listening, it's healthy Indian junk food. Well, halfway okay. healthy. Yeah, it's pretty healthy. It's better than eating pure potato chips, that's for sure. That's absolutely right. But lots um, of good oils and lots of good stuff in it. Good oils, spices, turmeric, you know, vasodilators in there. and All that stuff that, that makes you healthy. And it tastes good. And, it and, and it's junk food. You can, eat that, you can eat that and not feel guilty. That's right. It's a, it turned out a little spicy because one of the uh, items I put in there was a spicy version. And my husband came home last night and he had some. He says, wow, that's hot. I said, really? Tell your kid that, because Sachin, my older one, he ate two bowls full. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, hot stuff, I don't know, but I'm still coming to get some. We'll figure something out. I'll throw some extra nuts in there or something to calm, <laughs> calm it down. No, it's called drink a nice cool drink with it. It goes really well with beer, actually. Okay, we have another guest in here listening, and so we should get our show started. And this oh, is what we're talking well, today. Well, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Joanne, this is Mrs. Cardiology, as she is. And we talk about stuff that we want to talk about. And, yes, we have a topic of conversation today. It's called Throwback Thursday for a reason. We're looking at a review of what we did last year. And along with what we're doing, along with what information we disseminate, we have a lot of chatter. We have conversation. And so the reason is because everybody is so fuddy-duddy when they go to the doctor's office. They don't have fun there whatsoever. And I want to take pick up the other half of it with the fun part, too. Because fun is healthy. Well, fun is part of de-stressing. Absolutely. Literally Fun's part healthy. of de-stressing. So welcome to our guest who's listening in today. We're, we're happy you're here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, so anyway, this, this is a review of um, a series.
series of podcasts that we did last year, well, from 2014, um, about weight loss. And I like to—I don't like to call it weight loss. I like to call it body reshaping. Or weight because, management is good too. Yeah. No, it's not—it's not even weight management, Joanne. If you really think about it, the whole concept is not weight. It's not how much you actually weigh, but how much has your body changed into a, a good balance of muscle and fat. Well, I can tell you from my yeah, Frank tell you from my own experience um, that um, losing weight has definitely reshaped my body. I I went from a size 22 to uh, dress to a, currently a size 16. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Your the weight loss happens because your body is reshaping, and it's not even weight loss; it's fat loss. And that's what you're after is fat loss. And so everybody needs to come to the plate in a different. In a totally different mindset that you are not going to lose weight, you're going to reshape your body, and it's more important to measure with a tape, measure with a, a weighing machine. Oh, sure. Inches, inches. The first thing that happened to me is I lost inches. I went down a whole dress size and didn't lose a pound. Mm-hmm. So don't Absolutely. look at the scale. Okay. So our first series, we had the first thing we did with weight loss was right after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. On one twenty two fourteen, and everybody's worried about making all these resolutions, but they're not considering why they're not losing weight. Mm-hmm. And boy, I would, I, I'm at a point in my belief system that I want to change all the titles from "losing weight" to say "body reshape." Mm, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but people losing weight is 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 is, is the, probably the number one number one most interesting on the internet. So we have to deal with pe- what people listen to, and then we can talk about body reshaping in the shows. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now there's there's the the bottom line when you start is you have to really think about your big why. Any aspect of your life you look at. If you don't have a good why in front of you, why you're doing this, it's a little tough to get motivated on difficult tasks or tasks that you think are difficult and unsurmountable or that just get in, you know, too many different things get in your way when you're trying to do that. And um, so you have to really look at why is it that you want to lose weight or reshape your body? Is it for yourself or is somebody else egging you on? That was the big thing um, in the weight loss program, weight management program that I, and I call it an eating program, because you have to eat to lose weight. Um, I, I, uh, when I was one of the first things that in 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 the manual was list all the things that are going to happen once you lose all the weight you want to lose. Mm-hmm. First, my there first thing was my first thing was I can clean out my closet. I'll have room. <laughs> I'll I'll get rid of all the the fat clothes, and I'll have room in my closet room, and it won't be so, because I have a room, a room-sized closet, and even then it was like jam-packed full of, you know, the the big clothes, the extra big clothes down to the skinny clothes, and I have to tell you, super skinny clothes, I'm down to the skinny clothes, I haven't gotten to the super skinny yet, but that's, that's this year. <laughs> well, the thing is, you have to give your body some time to rest and, and react to the changes, too, get settled in a little bit. And then keep moving forward. The next one is about why the reasons people can't control their weight. Holidays. And a whole bunch of other stuff, including your state of mind. 
that has all sorts of stuff in there, including depression, stress. And then you get into physical things that happen, you know, everything from, you know, are you di- is your digestive system in good condition? And um, are you on any kind of medication that has side effects that you haven't really looked at or paid attention to? And maybe the doctor did not mention to you that, hey, one of the side effects is that you get constipation and then you get stressed out because you're not moving properly. So there's all sorts of different physical reasons and psychological reasons that keep you from getting on a a plan, staying on a plan, and getting successful. Now, a little housekeeping. Um, The series started on on January 22, 2014. If you're looking at TalkShoe or you're looking on uh, Player FN or you're looking on... um, on iTunes, or you're listening, looking on pplmag.com, where Sunita is an anchor, is an anchor, has an anchor podcast there. Um, so we can always see her on her front page. But you go into her site and you look up this date, and then uh, um, it's a little easier to find them. So the first one was 122.14, I believe. The next one was 128.14, and then you you had a part two because there was so much uh, on this eight reasons you might not be able to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And there were some diseases you talked about, right? Well, there's, good Lord, we had such a long list here. (laughs) Yeah, there's some ailments, including musculoskeletal. There's Cushing syndrome. I mean, there's, again, it's just simply to say we went into details about the physical, the mental, and um, external things that affect you. The prescription drug therapy you went through, uh, like uh, all those things. And, you know, a little comment from me, uh, because of the inflammatory breast cancer, I'm finished with chemotherapy and started on hormone therapy. Uh, And uh, I had reshaped my metabolism so much that I could pretty much eat whatever I wanted to do, wanted to eat, as long as I got the protein in, still lost weight. Well, with this hormone therapy, I gained back some weight. So I had to figure out a way to it, and now I'm back on the downscale again, losing back the little bit that I that I gained back, but I had to adjust my eating habits. I I, I couldn't eat those healthy snacks in between, and I had to make sure I didn't eat um, after eight o'clock at night. Uh, and I lost even I'm losing even more if I can stop my eating at six. That's a little difficult. So I've gone to carrots and celery in the evening instead of, you know, corn chips, which corn chips are pretty good for you. You know, with corn chips and salsa, the one, the good, good, healthy ones, are pretty good for you uh, in, in in helping to lower your cholesterol. As long as they're baked, right? Yes, exactly. And and I mean, watch what's in them. You know, preservatives and all that stuff, and make sure they're you know uh, they had they're not GMO. But but you know, I had I had to totally stop that. You know, mm-hmm. so now I've gone to you know fruits and and veggies at night and. Uh, uh, that's made a big difference. So, but you, you sometimes you you have a, a physical reason that you can't lose weight, and sometimes it's prescriptions. And one of the side effects it said um, in, in in the when I when I first uh, took this, I always read the side effects of drugs. That it was not an alternative. I I really needed to do it, and so I, I looked it up and I real and it said weight loss. But I didn't. The first five months, I didn't gain a pound. 
it just came on all of a sudden. And I heard horror stories about everybody else, and I was like, yeah, okay, but I got this weight management program. It's cool, and I, I'm not, it's not going to happen to me. And I was very, very, you know, haughty about it, so to speak. Well, you know, God will take you down a peg if you get too, if you get too conceited, you know. So, um, so anyway, now I had to adjust my eating habits once again. Um, but I'm back on the downside. And I'm, quite and honestly, I'm I don't think that God was punishing you for being conceited about anything. <laughs> Your body is just going through a lot of changes because of all the treatments. Exactly. Okay. And and you have to bear that in mind. But understand that there is a way for you to at least control that weight gain or lose weight. You've just got to figure out what works for you. And then you had a part three, of course, um, where you talked about uh, 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 all those uh, those things that uh, that affect you even more. Uh, and not just normal overeating. So this was in four parts. Well, there's um, the um, we mentioned before, didn't we, that your medications. Yep. And one of the problems is that people are not aware of. Anytime you take a medication, read the side effects. Don't just take because the doctor says so. Yeah, read those read those inserts. Ask your pharmacist for consult number one, mm-hmm. and then even don't trust the pharmacist. Read those inserts about what the side effects are. Always, and here's, always, here's always. And reason. I know they're tiny. Uh, I found a way to do it. I put them on my printer and enlarge them. Well, that's one thing. But here's the reason why I bring that up, Joanne. You go to the doctor, and does he really know you? Does she really know you? No. Your a lot lifestyle, of times people don't even know that they're, they have a constipation problem that the doctor needs to know about because there's so many medications that just exasperate that problem to, the, to no end. And so what I'm trying to emphasize here is that if you don't read what the effects <coughs> are, then you won't know what to expect when you're taking the medication and you're going to panic and you don't need that. Also, when you read that, and you see what it can cause and you already have that issue, then you can bring it up with the doctor, and the doctor's going to be like, wow, I didn't know that about you because that changes the whole playing field. Exactly. My Very husband, important. if he knows that somebody has a chronic constipation problem, he's going to give the medication differently. Well, even now, um, you know, it's interesting that after all the years years of, uh, of oxycodone for pain management, um, they're finally coming out and saying, you know, on the air that it causes a constipation problem, and yeah, here's no another drug. Day one. And and here, when well, here's another drug, but I know they knew that, but but here's here's another drug that you can take oh, instead yeah. <laughs> that may not that may not, that may not cause constipation. It's still a painkiller, but it may not cause constipation. So, you know, it's pretty. The information's out there. Uh, I I like to go to the physician's desk re- uh, uh, reference, a PDR, which is now online. Yeah, it's online. Every, anybody can read it online. And even many of your supplements are on. Well, let's put it this way: the supplements that we use are on there. Now, yeah. not all of them on there. On there, no. but you know, the the ones that are really meaningful are on in there. The ones exactly. that are getting the tremendous results that the doctors need to become aware of are in there. And, and it takes some efforts to make sure that you have all the information correct, and your product has to be something really outstanding to make it into the PDR. So exactly. Um, yeah, the the overall issue, no matter what your problem is, is if you educate yourself, then you can handle it much better. When you depend on everybody else, 
it's like challenging everybody else to know what you who you are, what you are. So they need to come live with you to figure out who you are, and that's yeah, exactly. not going to happen. They need to be your assistants, not the not the full time, you know, full responsible people. The old time, um, what do they call them? MDs, medical doctors. That's all they called them was MDs, and they were. You know, private practice doctors, they were doctors. You went to them for everything. And, and you know, uh, God bless them. We, in our little town we were in, yeah, Dr. Peters, and his big thing was um, she would ask my mother what was going on, and then he would say to me, okay, Joanne, what's going on? How do you feel? And my mother would say, you know, I already told you, Doc. And he'd say, I want to hear from Joanne because, you know, one thing I learned in all the years I've been practicing is if you want to know what's wrong, ask the patient. Right. Exactly. Unless they're too young to talk, then you ask the parent what's different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now you had a second series, mm-hmm. which was a really good one. Protein and weight management. Body shaping. Boy, did we learn. Oh, wait. Which one are we on? Series on protein and weight management. But are you, you, you like to call it body shaping. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And your body will get shaped if you use protein for your weight management. You know what the best lesson you taught me from going through all of that? <laughs> yeah, I watched you eat, and what did I tell you? Great you lunch told dinner, me I was it? not in eating enough. And you also taught me how not to be afraid of carbs. Not good carbs. It's it's to read the label, first of all. Make sure they don't make sure they don't have a lot of processed sugar, and you know ancient grains are mm-hmm. carbs also, right. but they also have, have a lot of protein. You got to stick to as much organic as possible. But the main thing is that if you look at red, they they on average and you run anywhere from one gram of protein all the way up to four to five. Have we seen anything higher than that? Yeah, um, the, so I think the sprouted grain breads uh, like Ezekiel are six. Mm-hmm. And then there is one bread <coughs> that's being put out by, um, believe it or not, Aldi's. And I don't know what company that is, but it's an Aldi brand, and it's organic, and um, it has nine grams. Oh, I gotta go get that stuff. Yeah. Here's the thing. What I'm finding out from my experience of hearing so much, reading so much, and and experiences from other people. (coughs) Bottom line is we have to have protein in our our diet, and. I was excited to know that the nutrition company we work with has a completely vegan version of protein. So even those that are restricted because of religious reasons and what they can consume can have that. And where's I going with this? I like their rice and pea protein. I like their rice and pea protein mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. some people who are lactose intolerant can't use whey protein. My nephew's one of them. Right. Because whey comes from milk. Um. There's a sensitivity involved there that they can overcome, but that's another story. The bottom line is that if you, what I learned from Joanne is that if you know how many grams of protein you need to intake, make sure you concentrate on getting that. And you can have an occasional slice of bread without cringing over it because you're used to eating bread. And when you go try to, I eat bread on a regular basis. If you, you know? if you completely cut out a particular food, you end up craving it because you haven't eased out of it and you haven't found the proper version of it to eat. The thing we discovered is you don't have to worry about calories if you're counting the protein. Now, there is protein in everything. Mm-hmm. 
But you can't eat enough. I'm sorry, vegetarians, we talked about this. You can't eat enough broccoli <laughs> to get the amount of protein that you need in your diet. You'll stay fat. How many, how many fat vegans and vegetarians do you know? Quite a bit. Because they're eating the proteins that have carbs in them, that have high carbs. And, and carbs are okay. Sugar instantly. And, 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 and they're eating a lot of sugar to make this stuff feel good. So we we had a, we have a series in 2016 about that, but the big thing is if you count protein and I you know, come on you can't slap on you know bechamel sauce and and uh, hollandaise sauce and all that be be realistic you can't slap on like uh, you know nice salad with protein between the between the grains and and the fish and whatever you have on there and then slap on. You know, some a blue cheese dressing just because it's got some protein in it. You gotta use, you know, you gotta use good common sense. So. No, salsa works much better than that. <laughs> well, my nephew is now making one <coughs> with avocados, sesame oil, which is very good for you, uh, Dijon mustard, uh, turmeric, turmeric, cumarin, and black pepper, and balsamic vinegar. It is out of this world. Boy, that sounds really good. It is out of this world. He he's always gone because he knows that I have to watch what I eat because he is into building his body up without getting calories and just maintaining protein. So we're both on this protein thing, which is pretty cool. He says thank God for eggs because mm-hmm. he he needs to build his body up because he was always thin and get muscles about sixty grams of protein a meal or a hundred. He's going for a hundred and hundred and sixty a day, so that's a lot. He said he says thank God for eggs and oats. Because he eats a lot. And he eats a lot. This kid eats a lot. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't pay for half the groceries, boy. I'd go broke. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you talk about protein management and um, and uh, uh, why protein is so important to weight loss. That was on your first in your series. Right. And then um, we brought on a specialist. Yes. To talk about breakthrough weight management and body shaping, your favorite Kelly subject. Wyke. Yes, Kelly Wyke is a uh, nutritionist up in uh, the beautiful landscape of Seattle. Uh, and we actually got to meet her last year when we went out there for a wedding. So that was oh, pretty okay. cool. You know, you, you hear these people on the phone or uh, see them on videos and whatnot or pictures, and then you finally get to meet them in person. It's nice. Um but here was a nutritionist that didn't believe you needed a supplement until she ran into this company that we're in, we believe in now. Um, and when she saw the results in her clients, that's when she was like shaken up, like, "Wait a minute, I got to pay attention." Mm-hmm. And she uses uses the, uh, the 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 sub the products to help all her clients get back on track. It's not to say that she reverses everything, but to get back on track. But she talked about how <coughs> when you do modifications, when you do changes to your lifestyle, you slow down the aging process. And none of us want to get old. None of us want to get old and uh, not incapacitated, but dependent. We would like to, I mean, I personally, I want to drop dead doing something that I enjoy. Oh, or sure. I want to drop dead of boredom. <laughs> get in saying it was a great ride. Yes, get in. Exactly. Just get into heaven saying it was a great ride. <laughs> sure. And so the the whole concept of weight loss revolves around 
you understanding your body, you understanding yeah. nutrition, and understanding that supplements play a big role in helping you achieve the goals that you have. And she did a really good job of ex- explaining um, the product that you t- you're, you've used has CR90 actually program. changed your gene expression. And that's a whole subject in science in itself, but simply put, we have, our genes in our body are either working or they're dormant or they're sleeping. And this particular program that you went on has the ability to turn the gene on for proper weight management. You can rejuvenate them. And I, I will tell you that one of the things, and we, we did a whole show on this, you and I, is that people tell me that I look 20 years younger. Oh, you're 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 somebody else. You're not the Joanne that I met. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm You're not the original. <laughs> a, a third of that person, for one thing, and uh, and it does. Uh, I, I told Sunita, I said, all oh, this stuff that I'm taking here um, uh, is uh, through New Skin. Is uh, when I start getting periods back and acne, I quit because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going backwards. You know. That's right. That's right. Your whole body sh- gets back on track, and it, now it again, when we talk about this. This may not work for everyone. We have to give you our, this is what we do. This is what we've seen results in our clients. Um, it may not work for you. You have to find what works for you. That's the bottom line. And, and again, we have to always reiterate that we're not, Sadina's not a physician. She's married to one. She runs his practice. And I'm just an educated consumer. And a good one at that. Well, I try. But I, I try think, to. you know what, in all this series, one thing I want, to make sure people understand is exactly what you just said. Every program is different. Every program is only as good as how well you follow the instructions. And it's only as good as your body reacting to it the way you want it to. Exactly. And it may not work for you. You know, some people some people go, I, I have a gal in my uh in my uh, networking group that she 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 talks continually, continually about her thing is um, a high fat diet, good fats like coconut oil and and sesame oil, good fats, but really a lot a high fat diet. Now let me tell you something: a high fat diet, even the good fats, you will gain weight unless you are vigilant. There are other things that go. Yeah, can just say somebody said high fat diet, go out and eat every high fat thing you can. There is a regimen that goes with that. Nothing is easy. You have to change your lifestyle. You have to change your eating habits, no matter what program you go on. And here's the thing: these programs don't work if you don't. Exactly. If you don't incorporate a simple uh, exercise program, you don't incorporate a simple de-stressing program, whether it's meditation or yoga, then you're you're only doing part of the program. And sleep. There's a lot of things. But you know, you know, one of the things that that happened with me is I didn't get the great results that some other people had in this TR90 program because I had with this heart issue, I didn't do. Uh, endurance exercises. I didn't do a lot of cardiovascular stuff. Mm-hmm. I did stretching. I do stretching every day to this day, and I'm just starting with a low impact exercise program this week, and and yoga next week. So, you know, those are things. Those are things you can do if you can't. You can't go out there and do a marathon. That's fine. Or train for a marathon. There's other things you can do. But exactly. you. But I didn't lose weight as fast as other people did. 
But also, I didn't want to lose. At, 60, at 64 when I started this, uh, 63 actually, I didn't want to lose weight that fast because I was terribly worried that I would lose weight and my skin would sag everywhere. Absolutely. And um, so, so at my age, I, I really kind of slowed down. As a matter of fact, to talk about two shakes, I did one shake and still lost weight. But I probably could have lost a lot more if I had really followed the program to a T. But again, you have to adjust things and see how they work for you. And always get get advice from your from your your uh, medical professional. Always. Medical professionals should also be able to guide you to talk to a nutritionist because your diet is unique to you. I mean, we Indians are struggling because we like Indian food, but there's not too many specialists here that can guide you on how to eat um, properly or with a balance. And I tend to just look at what I've learned already with the Western diet and apply it to the Indian diet. Now, we had Kelly on twice because you and I went to see uh, Jillian Michaels. Mm-hmm the Maximizing Your Life presentation, and boy, did we get an eye-opener about why you need to eat organic and what you can save money and what you don't need to eat organic, and it was pretty amazing. And then you had Kelly Wilk on again to talk about nutrition. And, uh, and she, she also reiterated that, you know, that we're responsible for ourselves to building a foundation that's going to lead us toward optimal health or it's gonna you're gonna get eventually get sick before you die. And that shows on March twenty first and that was twelve reasons to eat more protein and weigh less. And yeah. by the way, this will go up on the blog uh, the, the the this is in the last couple of show, the last show where we talked about two thousand thirteen and there'll be it will be complete from with links and uh, it'll be up uh, probably tomorrow. Um and um you'll have links to uh so you'll go to MrsCardiology.com dot com and log into the blog and you'll find the links for these shows. I like the next one that we talked about. Mm. Our, um, five ways to stoke your metabolism. Yeah, we took a little break, right, from the protein thing because we thought that was important. We did a couple of things in between, right? Well, what people, you mentioned it in in passing, mm-hmm. but what people don't understand when you go on a diet, there is a whole science out there about controlling calories and reducing calories so that you lose lose weight or body reshape. But at the same token, if you do go into this calorie-controlled amount and it's the wrong foods, then you're starving your muscles. That's where you have to be extremely careful. So if you don't look at it from the point of view of reducing the amount that you're taking in, and what's really cool is that it happens naturally when you're taking these shakes. Your body is satisfied. That's the main thing. And yeah. you have to remember to eat five or six small small meals a day, including snacks that take advantage of the thermic effect of food. That's a very important. Food creates energy. Yes. And energy burns calories. So if you want that thermic effect of food, you have to eat five to six small meals a day. I personally, since I had heart surgery, uh, after the first time, and especially after this last one, um, if I don't eat regularly, about every three hours, I my feel my blood sugar dropping. So it's very important. Very important um, to eat. Well, as a human species, we were, we were, you know, eating. We are, if 
if you think about it, you're eating when you could. And yes, we've all evolved. Evolution is happening as we speak, and we are witnessing it all the time in the next generation that's coming along. But your body metabolizes food, and within hours you're hungry again. When you're hungry, you need to eat. That's a signal to your body saying, honey, But don't grab the chips and candy bars. Exactly. This is one of the things that Jillian talked about, Jillian McMichaels. She talked about grazing all day long. And she did say that occasionally she will go have pizza or a hot fudge sundae. And I do the same thing. I don't do the sugar but now, but I used to do the hot fudge sundae until I was diagnosed with cancer and sugar feeds cancer, so I'm limited. But I did, find, did figure out, and my nephew yells me this, that I can eat baklava. Because it's processed sugar I worry about. And baklava has nuts and honey. As nuts and honey and butter. With that, with that original formula, yes. Yeah. Some people that use syrup that tastes terrible. Yeah. But my husband was hilarious the other day. He sat at the dinner table and he says, I just read this. I said, okay. Knowing that it's something I've already told them, you know, at least a couple of years in a row I've been talking about it. You know... If we could control the amount of sugar people eat, we could prevent cancer. <laughs> I wanted, I need oh to have that God. recorded band playing when he comes to this uh, realization. Of I've only been telling him that for, for for a year now. Yes. <laughs> and last and year, wife. last year, I mean, just as an aside here, and we're going to have to do a program on this, Joanne. Did you know that research that's coming out now talks about sugar being the number one reason we have heart problems? It's not the salt. And Cleveland Clinic doctors were sitting there saying, we need to rewrite the medical books. We've got it wrong. And they were trying to get their... Um, reason being... I, I want to I call it cohorts in crime, but their associates to understand and accept... And they're getting laughed at. Pay attention. Sugar turns to fat. Fat mm-hmm. feeds cholesterol, the bad cholesterol. We need, we need some cholesterol. We need good cholesterol. But fat turns to cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, and cholesterol blocks your arteries. It's very simple. Well, Sugar turns to there's fat. A, there's a whole controversy over that, too. There's some family lines that need the high level of cholesterol, and you need the higher levels of cholesterol when you're older. What you don't need is for it to clog up your arteries, and the clogging up of the arteries happens for different reasons. That so you have to get the good cholesterol. Them. You have to yes. figure out what the good cholesterol is. So we probably should do a whole series on good cholesterol versus bad cholesterol. Oh yes. Well, after we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that after we, we get somebody in to talk about that. Good cholesterol versus bad cholesterol, because the research is so new. Now the next ser- part of the series on four four two thousand fourteen was. Two unique programs for mindful eating and weight management. In my book, if you're concerned about your weight, the first step is to figure out why you need to lose the weight. Why do you want to lose the weight? Have a big why. And then the first easy step to start on your track of good health is to practice mindful eating. And we had a great guest on here, Santa Carpalotti, who does Mm -hmm. the uh, hypno-dining courses. And when we talk about mindful eating, well, what do we mean by that? It just means simply stop, take a minute to think about what you're doing. Let's say you didn't have time to plan everything. And you're rushing. 
and you have five choices of what you can eat, stop and make the best choice you have at that time. And mindful eating is very simple because I've taken a course three times now, and each time I learn something new, and that's just see it. Look how great it looks. Smell it. Smell is olfactory senses, all part of taste. Taste it and experience it. And the way you do that is not by gulping your food, by slowly experiencing it. Now, my sauna mentioned she carries pocket chocolate. She carries chocolate in her pocket all year long. She tries to make sure, you know, um, when it's hot outside that she carries it in a place where it stays cool. But she carries pocket chocolate. Now, she may not always eat it, but if she gets a moment, and, and she'll, she'll, she'll just take little tiny nibbles of that chocolate, tiny, tiny nibbles of one square, Gerard, something 70%, you know, cocoa or, or more. Uh, my nephew um, buys the 90% cocoa chocolate, and he, he doesn't chew it. He lets it melt in his mouth. He's learned to like mindfully experience, yeah. yeah. Mind is not like a mindly, mindfully experienced chocolate. And if you do that, you only need one. You don't need a whole. You don't need eat a whole big Girardelli ball. You bar. You only need one square. What I discovered is seventy percent Girardelli. Okay, three 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 squares only has eight grams of sugar in it. Wow! So if you one. only get one, now again, this is good dark chocolate, mm-hmm. and not all brands are the same. Nope. But this Girardelli is a little higher end. Um. Godiva, believe it or not, has a little more sugar than, which I was surprised. What does? Than Godiva has a little more sugar, not much. I think that that Gerardella's um, is eight and Godiva's is nine. But even that's in three squares, and the squares are a pretty nice size. And if you're mindfully eating it, that's all you need. Mhm. I mean, if you if you really consider it as a mindful eater, one should do the trick by using it to to melt in your mouth and not chew on it. And you could use you can use those. They can use that, but still get your protein. But those cheats that you want, you can have them. Pound to protein. <laughs> Everything has protein in it, including apples. Okay. Um, count the protein, by all means. Mm-hmm. But you can have those cheats. And 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 Jillian McMichael told me you have those cheats, as long as you do it mindfully and you don't overindulge. Yep. Down 411, we did that. This is my favorite. 14 ways to increase protein without increasing calories. Oh, by the way, on that show with Sana, we also talked to um, Donna Bochow, who's a med spa consultant, and uh, she's been working in the industry for over 25 years, educating people. And she also came on to talk about the success with her clients with the TR90 program which you've been using. And I have uh, finally started using it myself. But I know I have a mental game I have to overcome so that I can stick to it now. So Joanne going to make sure that I can stick to it. <clears throat> Got to eat more. I'm learning. You have to eat to lose weight. And I learned that years ago from a bodybuilder when my son who's a bodybuilder, saw the TR90 program and said, Mom, this is great. I've been telling you this for years. You've got to eat more, and you got to eat more protein to lose weight. Yeah. Not junk and food. he was really, really excited about it, you know. So they were very, he was very supportive. So there, we gave you 14 ways to increase protein. We're not going to go into them. You have to listen to the call that was on 4-11-2014. Mm-hmm. Now, 
<clears throat> we turned into hippies on this one. Next one, on 418. <laughs> yeah, we talked about hippie dust. <laughs> That's right. And uh, this is uh, vegans and vegetarians. Call it hippie dust. It's a nutritional yeast. And uh, it's a great way to add protein. I think we discovered that a tablespoon has something like three grams of protein in it. Uh, don't quote me. You have to look it up, okay? My thing is I go into Google Voice and say, how many grams of protein in nutritional yeast? How many grams of protein um, in, a, in a Dunkin' Donut? How many top grams of protein uh, in a cup of milk? And it, and it will tell you out loud on all the new Androids exactly how much it is, so you don't ever have to guess and you don't have to carry around. Years ago, we used to carry around those those cheat sheets, the little pocket handbooks you bought in the grocery store of calories and protein. But again, I never worry about the calories. All I worry about is the protein. If you're eating good, lean, good, lean protein and, and that protein from ancient grains, you'll lose weight. But the unique thing about protein, when you really start to get a good amount into your system, you're not hungry. Exactly true. When you eat enough protein, you will not, you will get away from craving carbs. Because all a carb craving is, and I think we had somebody on the show talk about this. I think it might have been Dr. Dave. But all carb, all carb, uh, carb uh, craving is that you don't have enough protein in yep. your system. Yep. So then you talked about uh, the next one, 425. No, 425 was... Absorption for weight management, protein absorption, and how how it actually works, to and why it's important in uh, weight management. And we talked about some recipes to get protein into your diet. And what was uh, really cool for me that time was that I finally started looking and understanding all about quinoa. It's one of the highest protein grains that you can eat. Absolutely. Quinoa and farro are probably the two highest. But, you know, certain kinds of rice, too, brown rice, um, some besmenthi rice has high in protein. So your ancient grains um, are very good. And I've started, we didn't haven't talked about this, but I started started using spelt and amaranth and millet. Mm -hmm. And I make a millet loaf that all you vegetarians would absolutely love. And um, we love it here. Everybody loves it, even the ones that aren't on, aren't trying to go vegetarian or anything like that. When you say uh, millet loaf, you're talking about it as in a meat loaf, but made yeah, from millet? Yeah, it's a millet loaf. It's made, it's, made, uh, it's, made, it's like a meat loaf, but it's made from, uh, made from millet and uh, various other things. And it, it has, it's really loaded with protein. And you just put a little homemade spaghetti sauce, or sometimes I just use a jar of spaghetti sauce, a good one. That's you know I I, I, I buy some good um, uh, H non-GMO um, and organic um, spaghetti sauce sometimes, and I just dot it up a little bit and, and um, use that on top. And uh, boy, it's yeah, it's got millet, it's got cheese in it, so it's not good for lactose intolerant, but it's got millet and cheese and and just lots of protein stuff right. and uh, ways to hold it together. And for those of you, um, uh, also a little hint here is chia seeds have a lot of uh, protein in them. And uh, in our house, we use them sometimes to bind things together rather than using extra eggs. Mm-hmm. 
chia seeds, put in a little, put so little chia seeds, put water, in water, little, little, chia, yeah, little chia seed, put in water, put in your baked products. You don't need eggs and you sometimes don't need butter. Yep. Nice. I, I sprinkle chia seeds over my son's cream of wheat cereal or my husband eats oatmeal, so we put that on top. Loaded with antioxidants and good protein for a little seed. Yep. Now, you know, we're talking about this protein, and the big thing that people are probably asking, and we talked about this on May 9th, is how much you debunk the too much protein myth. It's it's a... Do um, you think this could, that, that whole concept came out because of the Atkins diet? I think so, yeah. That's that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, the Atkins diet talked about protein, 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 but they never really discussed the fat that they were telling you to eat with it. And the Atkins diet, quite frankly, was all animal protein. Mm-hmm. They never discussed vegetable protein. And they didn't discuss that it had to be good animal protein. They just said animal protein. And, and all animal protein, an all animal protein diet probably is not great for you, okay, because no. there's a lot of cholesterol in it. But some animal protein combined with ancient grains, combined with a good protein powder, this may maybe some people can stand whey. I personally use uh, the rice and pea protein that we carry. Well, if you remember when the Atkins diet came out, the reason that everybody started getting upset about it is because a lot of people were having troubles with their kidneys. Mm-hmm. They were trying to process too much protein and other byproducts. And that was a time also when, you know, the the... The health of the animals not ever into consideration. They were just producing meat products to be sold. Yep. And so you didn't know what you were really eating at that time when you went on something like that. Exactly. And the other thing, and in Dr. Atkins' defense, he did say that for health reasons, you should not undertake his, his protein, high-protein diet without drinking 12 8-ounce glasses of water a day. Mm-hmm. That's a very now, because that washes the excess protein that you don't need to use out of your system and helps your kidneys to function. Right. So in his defense, now I'm not sure what the, whether that, I, I still believe it, that, that his, that Atkins all protein with no, but he did add vegetables. He did, he was, you know, after a while, after the first two weeks, you added vegetables in. Mm-hmm. So, so, but still, in his defense, there are people doing that and not drinking enough water. They're not people are not drinking enough water, no matter what diet they're on. Exactly. Water is something. We are we are, as a country right here in the United States. We're probably chronically dehydrated. Yes, I think the world is. We should talk about. We do just a show on that, talking about water. Actually, so that was a a, a good a good thing. And listen in, and then there's some uh, some quite a few experts that weighed in on that one. Well, there's uh, then in the 16th of uh, May of that year, we talked. We interviewed you mm, because you had a major 30-pound loss happen very quickly. Mm-hmm. 90 days. And that is something that your body needs actually time to adjust to. I mean, you have skin that has to go back into shape. Otherwise, you look ridiculous. And we've all seen those interesting pictures on YouTube or on the television where people have lost 100, 200 pounds and they've got all the skin sagging. Exactly. But yeah. you never experienced that, did you? No, because I, 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 again, I did stretching exercises the whole time, even though I didn't do cardio. And I, I, I watched how fast I lost it. 30 pounds is still a lot in 90 days. 
But um, your husband himself told me, and my oncologist told me, that more than 10 pounds a month they would be concerned about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because then you begin begin to lose hormone weight, and that really affects, believe it or not, we should somewhere along the line talk about hormones too and how they affect your body. But um, now I, and people will say, okay, so she lost another 45 pounds uh, after being diagnosed with cancer, and that was because of chemotherapy and she couldn't eat. It's not really true. I lost a few pounds when I was on chemo and couldn't eat, but then I didn't lose anything. I wasn't losing any weight, and the doctor told me that losing weight would be a good thing, so I went back on the TR90 program. I lost right away about eight pounds with the chemotherapy, but then I gained a few back, and I didn't lose any more, so I realized I needed to be back on the program. Again, Mm -hmm. again, there are people who go on chemotherapy, have cancer, and they lose weight, Rapidly, yes. okay. Yes, so this is a, different different things. What my doc, my oncologist, and my homeopathic doctor have told me is that I have hit on a a situation and a program that works against the cancer and helps my body to lose weight. It's it, 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 my body reacts well to everything that I'm doing. Someone else's might not. So please. You know, be advised that what I've gone through, and a lot of people say, well, what a way to lose weight. She had cancer. Not so. I did lose some weight because of the the chemotherapy. But but my my weight loss, and according to my oncologist um, and my homeopathic physician, is because of changing my lifestyle and working on this weight program where I got good protein in my body. And, And also, one of the things they'll tell you, Okay, if you, I, will, I, I did go to at least one. I should have gone to more hairpiece uh, charities as a thing, and they talk about protein. You've got to get protein in your system. Key factor. Get you will see a lot of people who are on chemotherapy that are very flabby and fat, and that's because there's something about cancer that eats the protein in your body, mm-hmm. I guess. And don't quote me on that. That's another research, something that I'm still researching. Um but um, you need protein. It's one of the things that they tell you if you're a cancer patient. You need protein. So I hit on something that worked for me. may not work for everybody else. It was interesting. The other day there was a commercial on television about a supplement specifically formulated for cancer patients because chemotherapy will deprive you, of dep- deplete you of, of uh, all sorts of vitamins and minerals, et cetera. And I sat there and I watched that and I thought, okay, so a company's come out with a supplement. How about we feed the cancer patients correctly to start with? Oh my God, I don't even want. I just, I listen. Even, even at the cancer center that I go to, I am amazed at the things they have there with sugar. Doesn't make any sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense. Like they don't, you they'll never they won't give you a candy bar, but they will give you an eight ounce glass of orange juice. I don't touch orange juice. Okay, that's called a sugar, the sugar fix. In it. Okay, um, they'll also give you crackers, um, and if you look at the sugar in the crackers, it's really high. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of sugars that crackers that taste good anyway, like those those cheesy peanut buttery things, they're loaded with sugar. 
Um, I complain about it all the time. I said, how can you feed this to cancer patients? Well, sometimes people have low blood sugar. That's fine, but what about the people that don't have low blood sugar? I never eat this stuff. How about putting some apples out? Yeah. You know, how about, how about putting some real cheese out? I go through this all the time with them. <laughs> What's their answer? Um, the answer is we don't have any control over what the dietitians do. I thought so. So uh, many dietitians need retraining. Pretty much the whole industry needs retraining. Yeah, because there's so many new this this the sugar thing that contributes to heart disease and 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 to it's only been really accepted because the sugar industry and the medical profession didn't want to accept it. They wanted to go with the old ways. And for God's sake, you know, it was like uh, uh, was it Copernicus or Galileo saying the Earth was flat. Or whoever whoever decided to say that the earth wasn't flat, that it was round, and they they called him a heretic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the same thing. You know, uh, uh, the medical profession was saying, oh, it's cholesterol, it's not this and that. Well, then when people, they started coming out and saying it was inflammation, and the anti-inflammatory diet, which I believe we talked about in 2016, talks about staying away from processed sugar. It's the number one contributor to inflammation is processed sugar. The, the list of inflammatory foods is there, but the number one is sugar. Yeah, the number one is sugar. The Meaning number one. Your sh- processed sugar that there's plenty of different ways of getting sweetness without going to just plain good old white sugar. Uh, we talked, we had a whole show that in 2016. It's mm-hmm. the processed sugar that is the culprit. There is sugar you can put in your in your, in your your diet. So my, my nephew just keeps saying, you can't say it's sugar-free. You have to say it's processed sugar-free because you are using sugar. You're using apple unsweetened applesauce. You're using uh, blackstrap molasses. Uh, you're using honey. Those are sugars, yep. but they're not processed. It's the processed sugar that's the culprit. Sure. I have to inve- you know, investigate. There's, there's whole unprocessed sugar you can buy now. I'm not sure about that. And there's also, of course, jaggery that comes from India, which is right direct product of the cane, and it's not processed. So um, there are other things that we let me, probably let me just correct you slightly. Yeah, it is processed. Oh, jaggery is processed. Well, here's here's why I'm saying that. When you look at sugar cane, um, it's harvested, and the sh- the juice is extracted. That's the first step of processing. If you were to stand there and chew on a stick of sugar cane, you're getting sugar directly from the plant. It's not processed. But even the extraction process is a process of processing it so that you can get the sugar out. Then they slow cook it to to condense it. And that kind of condensing it and bringing it together and making it you know, more thick and wet or gooey that first step produces jaggery. Uh huh. And then the but additional process, of it additional process, additional crystallizes process it, okay. crystallizes it to a brown sugar, not the kind that we get in the stores because that's processed. It's white sugar with the maple syrup on top. I think half the time, um, but that crystallization that happens at the first level is really like a raw sugar. 
And then they process it even further to get rid of the brown color, and that's when you end up with white sugar. Mm. So that okay. white sugar has been depleted of all nutritional value in it. It's processed about eight or nine whereas, times, I heard whereas somewhere. Whereas jaggery is still the original state of the sugar. It's just been thickened so that we can pro- so that we can use it easier. Okay, so we're not we're not sure about jaggery yet. <laughs> no, jaggery is is the first. It's healthier than it's healthier than processed sugar. It's much sugar. healthier than everything else in there. Yeah, yes. yeah, but we're not sure. We're not sure. Sugar is probably sugar, and you might want to stick with the other alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and uh, so now um, we get to that part of the show where we uh, talk about the next half of 2015. Uh, one of the first things that you did was a series on cholesterol. Um, so, um, Man, this gets to we're, be really complicated. We're, we're at an hour. When we, re- so. when, we re- when we start reviewing, we start talking about new stuff that we've discovered since then. It's almost like it's 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 a challenge to go through this review, Joanne, because you just want to add more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we may have to we may go back and uh, uh, have some re-education on some of these subjects. So. Um, and uh, so uh, you have a sponsor you want to talk about? Because we're at an hour. Oh, yeah, we've got to stop now. Okay. Oh, we have to get back to work. Me um, too. The Mrs. Cardiology Show is brought to you by the Biophotonic Scanner, which is the only device available right now anywhere in the world that tests living tissue to give you your level of antioxidants in your body. So that brings us full circle to what we were talking about, you know, your whole body has to be in a balance. And if your antioxidants are low, then your inflammation, your chronic inflammation levels just go sky high. And so the goal is to bring your antioxidant levels much higher than ever before so that your body does not is not under stress and falling apart. And we have the machine in our office. Uh, you're welcome to call me at 412-367-9104 and come get tested. Uh, it costs 20 bucks for cardiology listeners, and it gives you the feedback that allows you to understand, really, are you managing your whole health correctly or in a, in a decent way? Because if you're under, under care, your antioxidant levels will drop tremendously. And I was looking for more sponsors. Absolutely. If you want to meet people that care about their health. That would be that would be a good person uh, that would be a good sponsor. Um, and a number where they can reach you personally if they want to sponsor the show. Four one two three six seven nine one zero four. Nine one zero four. Okay. Uh, today's show is uh, is uh, uh, the product a pro- property of Janita Pandit and Mrs. Cardiology copyright two. 2013 to 2016, all rights reserved. Additional notes can be found at mrscardiology.com on the block. Thanks, Joanne. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.